Hello everyone and welcome to the second episode of Full Inventory. On today's podcast we're going to talk all about Quantum Break. I got it last week, played it over the weekend, so I'm just going to give a quick little review on it. Before we get into that, I just want to remind everyone that if you need to contact me about anything with suggestions, questions, whatever, you can either email me at fullinventorypodcast at gmail.com. You can tweet me at finventorycast. Check out the Facebook page at facebook.com slash fullinventorypodcast. Or if you use Tumblr, I'm over there too at tumblr.com slash blog slash fullinventorypodcast. Another quick side note, I got a brand new microphone today, so hopefully the quality will be a lot better than last week. Last week I was just using my headset microphone, so uh, not too great, but hopefully it'll be better from here on out. And the last thing before we get started is I'm going to be naming the episodes so you know what type of podcast it is and what I'm going to be talking about. So for example, today's podcast is about Quantum Break, so I'll put something about Quantum Break in the title, but I'll also proceed it with 2R. So it'll be the second episode and the R will stand for review. So in the future, if I talk about news, I might put an N in there. Or maybe if I do an interview, I'll put an I. But you get the basic idea. Okay, and with that all out of the way, let's uh, talk about Quantum Break. So I originally thought I would do these reviews and give it a number score. But thinking about it, I don't think the number system really works out in the end. You know, there's thousands of games. How can I rate all of them on the same exact scale so pretty much with these reviews i'm just going to talk about what i liked what i didn't like and the basic aspects of the game and from there you can pretty much make your own decision on whether or not you want to buy it or try it out later borrow it from a friend whatever so if you haven't heard about quantum break yet basically it's an action adventure science fiction third person shooter game that takes place in boston there's this time travel experiment that's going on and you're there and of course it goes wrong And so after it goes wrong, there's a large amount of chronon radiation that gets expelled from the machine. And of course, as well, it gives you the ability to control different aspects of time. Now, it's up to you to fix this, obviously, because who else would do it? So, if you are into time travel, this game does follow the Novikov self-consistency principle. I actually took a time travel class one summer at college, and this was one of my favorite principles that we learned that summer. So if you are into time travel and you know what I'm talking about, then you'll you'll enjoy this. Otherwise, still, it's a really cool idea. And Quantum Break is made by Remedy Studios. They haven't made too many games. They've made Max Payne and Max Payne 2. Uh, and then their other big game, obviously, is Alan Wake. If you played Alan Wake, this game has a very, very similar feel to it. I thought Alan Wake was a great game. Cool story, cool idea. And this this one kind of tries to emulate that as well. So now with these reviews, the way I'm going to break them down, pretty much, it's not going to be the same every time, just depending on what I find, what I want to talk about. But it's generally going to be the gameplay, the graphics, any bugs or glitches that I run into. I want to see how many and how often they occur while playing a game. And the replayability is going to be the main topics of this. So overall, this game took about 8 to 10 hours to beat. Uh, I played it on normal mode. There is easy, normal, and hard. I don't think hard 
going to be too bad. I Like I said, I played it on normal and the combat wasn't that difficult at all. I don't imagine that they've increased the difficulty that much in hard mode, but I haven't tried it yet, so I, I can't say for sure. And the other cool thing about this game is that it's a video game, but it also incorporates a live action TV show into it almost. So the game took about eight, eight to ten hours to beat, but then there's five episodes that are each about 22 minutes long. And I like the live action aspect of this. It was really cool. It's got a choice system at the end of each episode. So in the end, you get to play as the, I'll call him the villain of this game. And then you have to make a choice, which will, it's pretty much good or bad, like any other game, Mass Effect, things like that. And then based on that, it'll show a certain video. There's also certain items that you can find while you're playing called ripples and those can also have a an effect on the video as well and since there is that live action aspect all of the characters in the game are modeled after their voice characters because they're also the actors in the live tv show too so this includes jack joyce which is the main character he's voiced by sean ashmore who plays iceman in some of the x-men movies uh, Paul Serene, he's the villain. He gets played by Aiden Gillen, which is Littlefinger from Game of Thrones. And there's also William Joyce, which is your brother, who is played by Dominic Monaghan, which you know as Mary from Lord of the Rings. So with the graphics, I thought everything looked pretty nice. I didn't have really any complaints. The characters did look a lot like their actors. The time effects in this game, I thought were really well done. They looked really cool. The mouth movements in cinematics and in the gameplay looked like they did match what was being said. I know it's a little detail, but I I like those sort of little details in games. Uh, it just looks a lot better when it looks like the characters are actually talking. There's also some other tiny details, like not really in the cinematic, but for example, at one point you're crawling through a duct near the wall, and it just, you know, you're moving very natural how you would move if you were in that situation and I just thought they did a really good job in portraying that. The one thing I would say though is that you do get to carry several weapons which is fine but when you're just a normal guy walking around it would have been cool to see maybe the gun strapped around his shoulder or something you know he's carrying three guns where is he where is he putting them all he's just a normal guy with a coat uh, he's obviously he's not hiding them in his jacket. And while I'm on the topic of graphics, I might as well go over some of the bugs and glitches that I ran into. Nothing really too big and not too often. Starting in the game, you go into the building and there was a soda machine that just became super pixelated, didn't render at first, and it took about 10 to 15 seconds to render. Not a big deal, it only really happened that one time, so, you know, we can just let it pass by. The other thing, when I first got my gun, it was inv invisible when I got it. There's also, when you when you move too fast, there's this weird artifact that looks like, I guess the best way to explain it would be like a copy of you uh, if you move too fast. Now, I don't really know if that was part of the game with the whole time travel thing. It's just showing that. I don't think it was in this part, but... You know, you don't notice it too much unless you're actually trying to look for it. And then the only other weird graphical 
bug that I saw was in chapter four, the lights from outside of the building would shine through all the walls and stuff. I don't think this was supposed to happen in the game, but it did happen for me. It was a little weird. You would see twinkling all over the place from car headlights and lights in the distance, but they would come through the walls, which made it look very strange. And then with the live episodes, I thought the acting and the overall quality of the episodes was really well done. It was cool to watch. Taking a break from the game and just watching this story play out was was a really cool idea. The one thing I would say though, and I highly suggest, is if you don't have perfect internet, I would go into the main menu and you can actually download the episodes. It is 75 gigabytes, so you have to make sure you have enough storage on your Xbox or your PC if you are playing on PC, but I've heard there's a lot of problems with the PC port, so I would just stick to Xbox if you do decide to play this. Anyway, download the episodes if you don't have a perfect internet connection. At first, I tried watching the episodes because they do stream if you don't download them. So when I first tried watching the episode, it kept buffering a lot and the quality was very pixelated it didn't look good and it was really taking away from the video so after that I just stopped the video and downloaded the the episodes to my hard drive because I have a four terabyte hard drive with my Xbox and after that it it worked perfectly fine there were a few spots where it had to buffer for like one or two seconds but it was definitely a lot better than streaming it so that's really all I have to say about the graphics. Overall, I thought they did a good job. Few small bugs, but definitely I've seen worse. So now let's get into the gameplay. Some cool aspects of this were the automatic cover. So if you walk up to a wall or a ledge or something like that, you will automatically go into cover, crouch down, so you don't have to worry about actually getting into cover. This is extremely helpful when you're trying to run away and you know you don't want to press a button to get into the cover. The jumping and the climbing over obstacles look pretty smooth and with the weapons what happens with the weapons is you it's almost a destiny like structure so you get a light medium and heavy weapon and I I only found 10 weapons throughout the game there may have been more but I highly doubt that so with the light is your pistol, so you can get a normal, a heavy, or a burst pistol. Your mediums are your tactical SMG, a regular SMG, an advanced SMG, and an assault rifle. And finally for the heavy weapons, which were my favorite, the semi-auto shotgun, the light machine gun, and the carbine rifle. There is a, a kill cam almost. This only occurs if you're fighting a bunch of enemies and then when you do kill the last guy it'll go into a different camera angle where it focuses on the enemy being shot and killed. I didn't like it at first but after a while it started growing on me. I don't know if it's really necessary but it was in there it didn't really bother me so you know take it or leave it. The one thing that was disappointing that I would have liked to see them work with somehow is there are several points where you're walking around and time around you is frozen. It has nothing to do with what you're doing. It's just part of the story. And, of course, all the bad guys are frozen because they can't move through time. So you can go up to them and take their guns for ammo. 
and then they'll just be left standing there with no weapon and it would have been nice to put that into the game somehow so maybe frozen enemy you could go up and steal his gun and then he'd be left wondering where his gun was and he'd have to go find another one or something i just thought that would have been a cool idea they didn't put that in there it's only happens when you're walking around in non-combat situations so it doesn't really do anything other than give you ammo and finally my favorite part of the game were your your time powers so there's six different powers you get throughout the game first one is just like the eagle sense in Assassin's Creed. It allows you to see where enemies are and see where different item collectibles are. It only works when you're stopped. Once you start moving, it goes away, but there's no recharge time on it. The other move is time stop, which allows you to pretty much shoot a bubble at someone and then anything in there gets frozen in time. That you do need to regenerate. Once you shoot into the bullets, your bullets get stuck in the shield and then after you put a certain number of bullets in it or a certain number of t time passes, the bubbles will go away and the bullets will all shoot out at once. Now your bullets are a lot less accurate in this. It seemed like it had sort of a refraction effect. So you would have more accuracy not shooting in the bubble than if you did. Unless you're using something like a shotgun or something. You can also use this time stop power to solve different puzzles that you encounter throughout the game by slowing objects down that are going too fast that you need to get past. The other powers are the time dodge which is pretty much like a short burst of speed. Think of it almost like a nightcrawler doing a teleportation away to a certain area. At least that's what it would look like to one of the enemies who don't realize what's going on. So you do just dash about 10 or 20 feet away there's also time rush which is like that except you're running more and then with this time rush you can use it to do melee takedowns on weaker enemies finally there's the time shield which just puts a protective time bubble around you and reflects bullets it also heals your damage and then your time blast which is a charge shot so you aim at an enemy you hold the right bumper to charge it up and once it's charged up it'll essentially release a giant orb that'll just freeze and kill everyone in there instantly and like i said before this game's also sort of a puzzler so you will have to use some of these abilities to solve different puzzles as you go through i would say half of the game is puzzles and maybe half maybe a little less is actual action and shooting so there is more of a story puzzle aspect to it than the action part. The other thing is I played on normal and I didn't really think the game was that hard at all. I only died in two spots. The one spot I was just getting greedy and you know trying to get up close and get as many kills as I could and so I, I did end up dying. But the only other part that I died in was a final fight because I didn't really realize what was going on and how I was dying. But once you actually realize how the fight progresses, it's pretty easy. So I don't know if hard is really that hard, but I know normal wasn't hard at all. So these powers were the coolest part. You know, you could use them in conjunction with each other. So you could dash away and then shoot a time bubble at someone and then go into your shield if you were in danger. But since you did have all these time powers, it, it made it too easy. And the combat 
I guess got stale towards the end because it was kind of the same thing over and over again and I never really felt in danger if I ever was close to dying all I had to do was dash out of there and then I had my second dash and my time rush so I could pretty much get across the map and be completely fine and even if that didn't work I had my time shield where I could freeze the enemy so you had all these aspects to stop the enemy from killing you and it was really hard to even get close to dying so the combat never felt too challenging now with the replayability I would give it maybe a medium replayability not too high the only thing really worth replaying is to get the different endings and see how the story progresses in different ways going back and playing the combat again there's not really any diversity there's no diversity in going throughout the story or how you complete puzzles is very linear so the only thing worth seeing is if you pick choice a in the first one what would happen if you pick choice b now so you know once you go through maybe two or three playthroughs there's really not much else to do and finally just some other thoughts about the game there is an option that personally I wouldn't use, but I know some people would. You can disable copyrighted music in the game, which is a fantastic idea for streamers. Now, I don't stream, but for the people who do, this could be great for them because copyright music, you can't really use it while streaming or recording and putting it on YouTube or anything like that. So the fact that I did think about streamers is, is a good idea. The only time I did hear copyrighted music though was at the end of episodes and they may have played it on some radios in the game, but they're both easily avoidable so I don't know how much it helps really in this game, but it is a good idea for other games to consider. So the only other problem really I had with this game was there's different collectibles throughout the game such as posters, radios, emails, journals. And with the emails, they are set up like an actual email would be. So the newest emails at the top, the oldest emails at the bottom, which is fine. It makes sense. But when you're trying to read it, because, it, you know, some things have to do with the story. They have to do with the background, the history. When you're trying to read it, it's a little annoying having to scroll down to the last email, but then scroll up to read the beginning of that last email and then scroll up to the next part of that email and then keep scrolling up and scrolling down and scrolling up and scrolling down. Even though that's it's not how emails really work, I would have liked to have it reversed. So you just read from a top-down fashion. The oldest email's on top, you read down to the next email, to the reply, to the next reply, to the next reply. And so this may not be a problem for everyone. For me, it was too much of an annoyance to actually go through and read them. So I didn't really read any of the journals or the emails throughout the game so it may or may not have had any impact on how I played the game or any story that I might have missed out on so if you are interested in getting the full story I would go through and read them you know just a personal opinion it might not bother everyone but I would have liked to see it the other way and you will notice throughout the entire game there are a lot of Alan Wake Easter eggs. Just a couple examples. In the first few minutes of gameplay there's a TV which actually shows a show called Alan. It says, it says Return which is the Alan Wake Return trailer which may be a new Alan Wake game that's coming out at some point. We're not sure yet but 
that was that was a cool little Easter egg. Uh, in the first classroom, there's a chalkboard with Alan Wake stuff all over it. There is a Alan Wake novel in the first live episode, and then in chapter three, there's a lady actually playing Alan Wake on her computer, and it's in slow motion so you can watch her play and she's talking about Alan Wake. So there are a lot of Easter eggs throughout the game. Those are the some some of the few that I saw. There's probably a lot more that I didn't notice, but yeah, they're all throughout the game. And so that's pretty much going to be it for this review. Overall, I would say it's a good game. It's uh, got a great story, some some good decent gameplay. Maybe not the best, but it, it is fun for a little bit. And so I would I would give the game a chance. I don't know if I would buy it again for the full price. Maybe borrow it from a friend or get, grab it when it's on sale. It is only available on Xbox and Windows 10. But like I said, the PC port right now is not doing so well. So if you do decide to play it, get the Xbox version and save yourself some trouble. Since this is the first review, please just contact me. Let me know if you liked it, what you didn't like about it what you would suggest I do for future reviews. If you have any other questions, like I said before, you can email me at fullinventorypodcast at gmail.com or just tweet me at, at finventorycast. And finally, for the fun fact of the day, in both Alan Wake and Quantum Break, if you actually play a pirated version of the game, both of your characters will end up wearing an eye patch with a skull and crossbones on.